Welcome to today's podcast, Casting Down Idols. This is the podcast where we talk about addictions and recovery from a biblical point of view. I'm your host, Pastor Mike Dixon, and I'm addressing the problem of addictions from my own personal experience, but most importantly, from a biblical perspective. Whether it's drugs, alcohol, sex, shopping, gambling, or overeating, or whatever struggle you may be facing, I want you to know there's hope for change. It's my prayer that through this podcast, you'll pick up some tools and encouragement that will enable you to live addiction-free. I've been clean and sober now for 31 years, and you can too. Whatever it is that binds you doesn't have to bind you any longer. So let's learn, grow, let's encourage one another on this road called recovery. Welcome back, everyone. This is episode number five. It's actually part two of Two Hinges on the Door to Recovery. We began to look at these two hinges last week, the first hinge being that of forgiveness, and we began discussing that. And today, really, I wanted to get into repentance, but I really felt like we had just gotten started on the important topic of forgiveness. And so I'm going to continue that line of teaching today and during our time together in this episode. I want to begin by thanking you for listening to this episode as well as the previous four episodes. Thank you for subscribing on iTunes for your positive reviews. It's been a blessing to have you uh, share this podcast on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and wherever you connect with your friends. That helps us reach more people with this message of hope. I also want to remind you about the Life Ministry. If you're anywhere near Rocky Mountain, North Carolina, Oakdale Baptist Church, we have a addiction recovery ministry that meets every Tuesday night of the week. We meet at Oakdale Baptist Church, which is located at 13037 Highway 64 West Alternate in Rocky Mount. We're just down from the fairgrounds. And again, we meet every Tuesday night in this addiction recovery ministry open to men and women free of charge. We begin at 6.30 with a free meal, and we have a time of worship, group study together. We always end in small groups where we pray and encourage one another, and we try to conclude by uh, 8.30, 9 o'clock each Tuesday night. And so you're welcome. You're invited to come out and to be a part of the life ministry. I also remember my book, Casting Down Idols Through the Power of the Gospel, that was published in 2015. It's available on Amazon.com as well as other online bookstores. You can also take a look at my personal website, PastorMichaelRDixon.com, and you can order a copy of that book. Uh, that book tells my story, but most importantly, it presents the power of the gospel to set the captive free. I'd also love to hear from you. My email address is posted on my iTunes podcast page. It's PastorMike at OBCBaptist.org. And that OBC stands for Oakdale Baptist Church. Pastor Mike at obcbaptist.org. If you have a topic related to our subject matter that you would like to hear about from a biblical perspective, or maybe you have some ideas that you'd like to share with me, or if I can help you in some way, drop me an email. Again, I'd love to hear from you. Maybe it's just a prayer need, something that I could pray about for you. And certainly I'd be happy to do that as well. Now, my plans for this podcast in general are to continue laying down a solid foundation, some biblical truths that we really need at the very foundation of recovering from addiction. These first several episodes, uh, I'll be doing that, and then I hope to have some guests on a little bit later after we've gotten past some of these key foundational issues that we're dealing with even 
right now. I'll have some special guests on to share their stories of recovery and what's helped them as they have put the past in the past and now living out the abundant life that Jesus came to give us. In episode number four last week, I gave you an assignment and I asked you to begin a journal. Begin just recording all the negative consequences of your past behavior. Now, obviously, I can't hold you accountable through a podcast as I can with those members who come to our life ministry every Tuesday. And so this is up to you. But I want to encourage you, I want to challenge you to make a choice right now that you're going to be more than just a hearer, but you're going to be a doer. In fact, that's what the Bible says in James chapter 1, verse 22. It says, but be doers of the word and not hearers only. God's given us many promises in the Bible, but did you know a lot of those promises have requirements for us? I mean, God gives promises, but we've got a human responsibility. I think about Romans 8, 28, one of my favorite promises in the Word that says all things work together for good. But did you know that promise is not for everybody? Because there's a human responsibility attached to it. The verse goes on and it says, all things work together for good to those that love God and are called according to his purpose. And so my responsibility is to love God. Romans chapter 10 verse 9 is a salvation passage. It says, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. God's promised to save me, but I've got to confess with my mouth and believe in my heart. And the reason why the Bible talks about confessing with the mouth is because what's in my heart is going to come out of my mouth. In John chapter 8, verse 32, Jesus is speaking and he says, you'll know the truth and the truth will set you free. It's my responsibility to know the truth and that truth is going to set me free. Matthew 6, 33 says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. Jesus is speaking there in Matthew chapter 6 and he makes a promise to me that he's going to take care of my needs, all things that I need for my life, but I've got a responsibility. I've got to seek first the kingdom of God. In James chapter 2 verse 26, it says, faith without works is dead. And I know we're not saved by works, but if you're saved and you know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, there's going to be some fruits. There's going to be some works that are going to show forth from your life. Philippians 2.12 says, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. It says, work out your own salvation. It doesn't say work for your own salvation. You're not saved by works. But he says, work out your own salvation. And really, in the Greek language, that's a picture of a minor. I'm not talking about somebody who's under the age of 21 or under the age of 18. I'm talking about a person that's working down in a mine, and he's diligently laboring to get out of the ground all those precious metals. And so that's the picture there. The picture of a, a miner who's diligently at work. And what I'm saying is this. Godly change doesn't come by accident. If you're going to change, if you're going to recover, if you're going to put the past in the past, it's only going to happen as you're willing to work hard for it. Recovery is not easy. Change does not come easy for us. And forgiveness is not easy. So let's get back to our subject today as we continue the teaching that we began last week together on biblical forgiveness. Biblical forgiveness is a challenge. It doesn't come naturally, and it's not easy. It wasn't easy for me to forgive those in my life who had sinned against me. You know, we, we've all grown up in the same world, and that's a fallen world. This is a sinful world. 
and we're all sinned against. And sin always brings pain. Sin always destroys. Sin always divides. And many experts today refer to it as dysfunctional upbringing. Well, we've all got a dysfunctional upbringing in that we were all born with a sinful heart and we all grew up in a sinful family and we all grew up in the midst of a sinful world. And so we were all sinned against. In episode number two in my testimony, I shared with you how I was sinned against by someone close to me in my family when I was just a child. And I carried that unforgiveness and that pain around in my heart for years, even as I entered the ministry. And I used a lot of excuses during that time and carrying around that unforgiveness and that bitterness in my heart. You know, I, I believed at the time, and maybe somebody listening to this podcast today can relate to some of these excuses, but I thought if I ignore it, it'll just go away. Well, the problem doesn't just go away when you try to bury it. And I did a pretty good job at burying it deep inside and not telling anybody for many years what had happened to me. But that unresolved bitterness, that baggage that I just continued to carry through life, even in the ministry, affected me in so many ways I didn't understand at the time. I also believe that if I let go, if I forgave that person who sinned against me, then I was letting him off the hook. But I had to remember I'm not the judge. God's the judge. I remember feeling like, well, I'll just wait for the person to come to me first. You know what? That rarely happens. If somebody sinned against you and you've got unforgiveness in your heart and bitterness and even anger, uh, for, that, for you to wait for that person to come to you, that rarely ever happens. You've got to take the initiative to do what is right. Another excuse why many people don't ever get to the place of forgiveness is they feel like, well, the person isn't sorry for what they've done. Well, chances are that person will never be sorry about what they did. Forgiveness is primarily for my benefit and for your benefit, not for the offender's benefit. I don't need to wait and you don't need to wait. And thinking things like, well, I'll wait till it's the right time or I just don't have that feeling that I need to have in order to forgive that person. Well, it's never going to be convenient to forgive somebody who's hurt you. And I'm never going to feel like forgiving. It doesn't have anything to do with feeling it has everything to do with me doing what i know is god honoring and god pleasing for me to do you say well if we forgive aren't we just letting the person get away with their wrong we feel like if we just simply forgive and uh, you know really there's nothing simple about it we're allowing that other person just to take advantage of us to pass by an injury or an offense without revenge it, 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 let me let me say this it, it's not it's not eclipsing your honor the bible tells us that it is his glory it's man's glory to pass over a transgression in proverbs 19 verse 11 and so that verse is telling us it's a good thing to pass over a transgression when somebody else wrongs us it's more honorable to bury an injury than to try to seek revenge against another person but what if the wrong was great? Well, listen, not forgiving is a greater wrong than anything anybody's done against you. Many times we want to seek revenge. You know, we want the person to pay for what they did for us. And we feel like as long as we hang on to the offense and the unforgiveness and the grudge, then uh, we can uh, make that person pay. Well, we're not the one who's supposed to make the other person pay. We're not God. You know what we've got to do? We've, we've got to come to a place where we really begin to understand God's love and God's forgiveness extended towards us.
in Colossians chapter 3 and verse 13. The Bible tells us that we're required to forgive just as God has forgiven us. We're supposed to forgive the other person who has sinned against us, hurt us, maybe like no other person has ever hurt us before. We have got to forgive that person the way that God has forgiven us. Now, I want to give you some commitments, some promises, if you would, that you're going to have to be willing to make if you're going to come to this place of biblical forgiveness and what we're talking about today. First of all, you've got to make a choice. You've got to choose to forgive this offense. Now, that sounds uh, rather simplistic, but you're never going to get to a place where you begin to forgive someone unless you, first of all, make a choice, make a conscious choice. I'm going to forgive the way that God's forgiven me. I'm choosing right now, making a conscious choice to forgive this offense. You know what? God chooses to forgive us, even though we don't deserve it. In Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 8, it says, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is a gift of God. The Bible says, for by grace you have been saved through faith. Faith is believing. You know what grace is? Someone gave me a definition for grace many years ago. I've never forgotten it. It's using the letters in grace, G-R-A-C-E. But here's the definition. God's redemption at Christ's expense. Or you could say God's riches at Christ's expense. The point is, God chooses to forgive me. It's by his grace. All I've got to do is put my faith in Christ. And so I can forgive another person who's wronged me and sinned me and hurt me, uh, unlike any other person who maybe has ever hurt me before in my life. But I've got to make a choice. I'm going to forgive. I'm going to let go of this. I know the person doesn't deserve it. But I didn't deserve God's forgiveness. So it has nothing to do with justice. It has everything to do with grace. And so you've got to come to that place where you consciously make a choice right now. I challenge you to do it right now, to choose to forgive the offense. And then also, number two, you've got to make another choice. You've got to say, I choose right now to not meditate on this offense. I'm not going to think about it in a negative way. Hebrews chapter 8, verse 12, God says, I will be merciful to their unrighteousness and their sins and lawless deeds I will remember no more. That's Hebrews 8, 12. You know, God knows all things. And so when the Bible says that a God forgets or God doesn't remember anymore, it's not saying that it's wiped from his memory because if it was, he wouldn't be God. God's saying he is making a conscious choice to not think about, not meditate on, not bring your sin up once he, your sin has been dealt with and forgiven by him. And so you've got to choose right now to forgive. You've got to choose right now. I'm not going to meditate on this offense. And then there's a third choice you need to make. You need to say, I choose right now to never bring this up and use this against the other person. Now, that's hard because, you know, the first thing we want to do is we want to run out or we want to tell everybody while a low down, good for nothing, a low life living person, this other person is who wronged us, who hurt us, who sinned against us. And so you've got to choose. That you're not going to do that. You're not going to bring this offense up to other people. Or you're not going to bring it up in a context to use it against the person who hurt you. Now Micah chapter 7 verse 19 says, You will cast all our sins into the depths of the sea. The writer is speaking to God and he says, You're going to cast all our sin into the depth of the sea. That's Micah seven nineteen. 
In Psalm 103, verse 12, that I referred to in a previous episode, God says, as far as the east is from the west, so far, so far, he's going to remove our transgressions from us. And that so far, we can't even measure that distance. And so when our sin is dealt with under the blood of Christ and God has forgiven us, our sin is not only forgiven, but our sin is taken away. It's removed so far, you can't even measure the distance as far as the east is from the west. See, this is where you've got to come if you begin to forgive biblically. Begin to forgive the way that God has forgiven you. Now, before you object and say, well, I don't think I can do that. I don't believe I can forgive this way. Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Biblical forgiveness, what we're talking about in these episodes, this is a God thing. True biblical forgiveness is an act of grace empowered by God. Forgiveness is not easy. Forgiveness is an unnatural act. We, see, we want to seek after justice and vindication. We want to get even. To forgive somebody requires the work of God in your life and in my life. It's not a natural act. It's a supernatural act. How else do you explain a parent who's willing to forgive a murderer who's taken the life of their child? How else do you explain uh, the spouse who forgives a mate for adultery? Those things only happen under the grace of God and by the power of God working in the heart of individuals. True forgiveness, and, and listen, don't be in a hurry because true forgiveness takes time. Forgiveness is seldom a one-time, one-moment, point-in-time, a one-time affair. We have to consciously seek to forgive over and over and over again. Over my almost 30 years now in pastoring churches, I have had many people come to me and, and say something like this. They say, I, I've got this burden. I, I, I've got this heavy load that I just keep bringing to the cross and I keep laying down at the altar. But my problem is when I get up, I end up picking up that burden and taking that burden back with me. What should I do? And my advice is always the same. You keep laying it down at the foot of the cross. Ever how many times it takes, you just keep surrendering it. You keep bringing it to the foot of the cross. True forgiveness takes time. The roots of bitterness go deep. The deeper the hurt, too, the, the more time oftentimes is required for the work of forgiveness to take root. Forgiveness is a decision. It's a decision you make, a choice you make. It's a decision of the mind and the heart. And many times it's got to be reaffirmed over and over and over again. I can't think of a more difficult command given in Scripture, one that does not go against our nature any more clearer than this command that we're supposed to forgive. I mean, every pore in our body screams out, no, I won't do it. And then Jesus says, well, if you don't forgive, I'm not going to forgive you. We know it's the right thing to do. We even want to do what is right. But a lot of times when it comes to forgiveness, we feel like we're paralyzed. And we feel like maybe sometimes it's impossible. We listen to this true story from the life of the late Corey Tim Boom. This Dutch woman and her family were sent to a concentration camp because they were arrested and accused of hiding Jews in their home during the Second World War. Corey Tim Boom was a Christian woman. If you've never heard her testimony, I challenge you to look it up and read about this incredible woman of God. Well, Corey Tim Boom was invited to speak at a conference just a few years before she was going to pass away. And this conference was in Portland, Oregon. And this is what she said. She said, my name is Corey Tim Boom, and I'm a murderer. Well, there was silence over the whole assembly of people there. She went on. She said, you see, when I was in prison camp, I saw the same guard day in and day out. He was the one who mocked and sneered at us when we were stripped naked and taken into the showers. He spat on us in contempt. 
and I hated him. I hated him with every fiber of my being. And Jesus says, when you hate someone, you're guilty of murder. When we were freed, I left Germany vowing never to return. Corey Tim Boom continued, but I was invited back there to speak. I didn't want to go, but I felt the Lord nudging me to. Very reluctantly, I went. My first talk was on forgiveness. Suddenly, as I was speaking, I saw to my horror that same prison guard sitting in the audience. There was no way that he could have recognized me, but I could never, ever forget his face. Never in a million years. It was clear to me from the radiant look on his face while I spoke that he had been converted since I saw him last. As I finished speaking, he came up and said with a beaming smile, Ah, dear sister Corey, isn't it wonderful how God forgives? And he extended his hand for me to shake. All I felt as I looked at him was hate. I said to the Lord silently, There is nothing in me that could ever love that man. I hate him for what he did to me and my family. But you tell us that we're to love our enemies. That's impossible for me. But nothing is impossible for you. So if you expect me to forgive this man and to love this man, it's going to have to come from you because all I feel right now is hate. She went on to say that at that moment she felt nudged to do only one thing. Put your hand out, Corey. The Lord seemed to say. Then she said it took all of the years that I had quietly obeyed God in obscurity to do the hardest thing I have ever done in my life. I put out my hand. Then, she said, something remarkable happened. It was only after my simple act of obedience that I felt something almost like warm oil being poured all over me, and with it came the unmistakable message, Well done, Corey. That's how my children behave and the hate in my heart was absorbed and gone, and so one murderer embraced another murderer, but in the love of Christ. For you, my friend, maybe the, the wound is old. Maybe the offense committed against you was from years ago. Maybe a parent abused you. Maybe it was a teacher that slighted you, and so you're angry and you're bitter. Maybe the wound is fresh. Maybe it's something that's happened in recent days and week, recent weeks. Something's happened even this year. Maybe a friend who owes you money. Uh, you just found out he went on this cruise, went on this elaborate vacation. So you feel slighted. Maybe the boss who hired you and made so many promises of promotions and raises and uh, how he was going to do this for you and he was going to do that for you. And now you feel like you've been forgotten. Maybe it's your circle of friends. Maybe you saw on Facebook recently where they all got together and they went on a big fun weekend together and you weren't invited. And so you're hurt. Part of you is broken. The other part's bitter. Anger is all mixed in. Part of you wants to cry. Part of you wants to fight. The tears you cry are hot because they come from your heart. It's boiling over with anger. There's a burning in your heart. The fire of anger is blazing. It's consuming. Its flames leap up under a steaming pot of revenge. And you're left with a decision. You're left with a choice. Do I put the fire out or heat it up? Am I going to pour water on the fire or am I going to pour an accelerant on the fire. Do I get over it or get even? Do I release it or do I resent it? Do I let my hurts heal or do I let my hurt turn into hatred? Unforgiveness is wrong. Revenge is wrong. But you know what? The worst part of it is without forgiveness, bitterness is all you've got left. So what about you today? 
Where do you need to begin to apply forgiveness right now? You know, just look within your heart right now, in your heart, whatever, wherever there's a grudge or wherever you find bitterness, wherever there's an attitude of revenge. I just want to get even. That's where you need to choose right now. Make that choice to forgive just as God has forgiven you. You know, maybe you need to forgive a brother or a sister or a mother or father. Maybe it's a friend who's wronged you, maybe a son, maybe a daughter. But you know what? Maybe you need to forgive yourself. It's time to make that decision right now to let go. It's time to extend your hand, dare to smile a smile, take the challenge to build a bridge. It's not easy. And oh, my friend, I know it's not natural. But when we forgive, we find that the prisoner in us has been set free. And that prisoner is us. I want to pray with you as we conclude our time together today. If if I could do that right now, dear Heavenly Father, Lord God, I, I just thank you, first of all, for your forgiveness extended towards us. By grace, I know, Lord, that none of us deserve your forgiveness or your blessings upon our lives. None of us deserve another chance. None of us deserve your power and your wisdom and your word to change, to be the people you want us to be. And so, God, we thank you for loving us and forgiving us and taking our sin and removing it so far away. It's never going to be brought up again. And you tell us that's the way that we need to be treating one another. That's the way we need to be treating those that even sin against us. We need to love our enemies. And Lord, that's not easy for us. We struggle with that. But I know we can. For I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Lord, you give us that promise in the word. And we put our faith in Christ. We've got the power in us. We can put the past in the past. We can let go of the grudges. We can make choices right now today to begin to forgive. And so the prisoner in us can be released. Lord, I, I, so, I so want to be living in that abundant life that you want to give me. And Lord, I believe that's true for everyone listening to this episode today. I don't know any person that wants to live under a curse. Lord, we want blessings in our lives. And the way that we can experience that and walk in the abundant life that you said you came to give us, recorded in John chapter 10 and verse 10, is to make sure that we're letting go of the offenses. Lord, that we don't allow these things that come upon us and those things that rub us wrong and those people that hurt us and harm us and wrong us and sin against us, we don't allow those things to make us bitter. Lord God, make us better. I thank you for the power you give us. I thank you, Lord, for this uh, miracle of forgiveness. Lord, it's not a natural thing. It's a supernatural thing, and it requires you doing a work in us. So, Lord God, we give you praise for your forgiveness. Thank you for giving us all that we need to forgive those around us. And, Lord, we're going to claim the victory right now in Jesus Christ. We're going to live in the victory today and always. And may you be honored and pleased in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm going to trust the Lord to do that work within each one of us. May God help us to forgive those around us, even those who hurt us to our core the way that God has forgiven us. I trust that this message today has been a blessing to you. I hope that you'll pass it on to someone else. Above all, I hope that you'll begin to ask God to help you to apply this biblical truth to your life. Next Tuesday, when I release the next episode, Lord willing, we're going to look at the topic of repentance. Repentance in the Bible is the change word, and we all want to change. I certainly hope that you want to change. I know that I want to change. I'm not everything I ought to be yet, but I thank God for his grace and his patience that covers me and that he's still working in me and on me to make me everything I ought to be. So we're looking forward to that, and that'll be next Tuesday as we release episode number six. I hope that you have a blessed week this week. Again, if you're anywhere close to Rocky Mount, come be with us at Oakdale Baptist Church. We would love to see you. 
I know Easter is approaching very quickly. That's going to be April the 21st. We've got a special celebration planned at Oakdale Baptist Church on that very special day. We're going to gather at 10 a.m. on Sunday, April the 21st for a church-wide breakfast together following which at 1045 we'll begin our time of worship in the worship center which is going to include several baptisms of individuals who have come recently and made public professions in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. So it's going to be a big day as we celebrate the resurrection together. We invite you to come be our guests on April 21st as we celebrate Easter together. Again, remember to drop me a line if you've got a prayer need I can pray about or you got an idea about a topic that you'd like for me to deal with from a biblical perspective as it deals with addiction recovery. Drop me that email at pastormike at obcbaptist.org. I'll certainly be praying for you. I trust you'll be praying for me. I look forward to speaking to you again next Tuesday as we look to biblical repentance, what it is, what it means, and how we can apply it. Lord bless you. Pray for one another. Have a fantastic week this week. God is so good to us.